The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is the Monday Night Football Week 3 Recap. Myself, John Breach, and Ryan Wilson are going to break down what can only be described as a disappointing 34-20 Kansas City Chiefs victory over the Baltimore Ravens on Monday night in Baltimore, a game that we thought would be a shootout. A thrilling affair between two the two best teams in football that would come down to the wire. And I don't know how to say this, but Patrick Mahomes completely outplayed Lamar Jackson. He, in the words of the Pick 6 podcast, dunked all over Lamar Jackson. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty bad. Like... And the, the, you know, Steve Levy and the ESPN announcers kept, and, and Lou, Lou Riddick, uh, I don't know if you guys caught up on that. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes' mother was very upset that Lou Riddick kept calling, Lewis Riddick kept calling Patrick Mahomes Pat Mahomes. Oh, did she say, she said something she tweeted, again? Oh, okay. And then they posted it on the, on the TV and, and Lou was like, ah, my bad. <laughs> Cause he was calling him Pat Mahomes, his Patrick. Now, do you think Pat Mahomes' mom, ha, 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 I did that on purpose, do you think she's tweeting the middle of the game if her, t- if her son's not winning in a blowout? Like, if this is 28-27 to 27 in the third quarter, you think she's complaining? Or do you think she's like, you know what, they're saying his name walks, he's throwing five touchdown passes, let's get this fixed. I'm trying to think of another example, like, I guess, like if somebody was like Matt Stafford, over and over again, I guess you'd be mad, or Phil Rivers. Because like Phil, he's Philip Rivers. He wants to go by Philip Rivers. Matthew Stafford wants to be Matthew Stafford. Patrick Mahomes wants to be Patrick Mahomes. Thomas Mitch, Brady, Mitchell Trubisky wants to be Mitchell Trubisky. No, he yeah, he doesn't want to be Mitch. He was Andrew off the rails since he Andrew Dalton. But you're you're reversing it, breach. No, but I'm I, saying, but nobody calls it. It works either way. If nobody, you calls would never, him that name. you would never extend it. And by the way, if you wonder why Andy Dalton can't win a playoff game. Because he won't go by Andrew. He's a grown man. I mean, what, what kind of age do we live in that a quarterback's mom can go to Twitter and call out an announcer and get something to change uh, like during the game? This is amazing. Hey, Breach, I don't know if you know this. It's 2020. <laughs> well, so I don't know what year it is anymore, to be honest. I lost track in like 2010, 
And now uh, just I don't even know what's going on anymore. By the way, we do the uh, daily Pick Six podcast video show from four to four thirty uh, on CBS Sports HQ, and you can find it on where do you find it, Brenton? Uh, Roku, Amazon, Apple, Fire TV, PlayStation, Xbox, anything. Four p.m. Eastern to four thirty p.m. every day. Actually, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, and. Breach and Wilson are on with me on Wednesdays. Prisco and Brady doing picks, but Tuesday is Champions League stuff. So at any rate, um, check it out on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you listen to this podcast, you'll like that, and we appreciate anyone who comes and watches and hangs out. Uh, in this game, Lamar Jackson finished 15 of 28 for, with 97 passing yards and one touchdown. A short five-yard pass to my man Nick Boyle. Um, J.K. Dobbins was his leading receiver, four catches, 38 yards. Yikes. Lamar was a leading rusher, nine carries, 83 yards. And Patrick Mahomes, conversely, 31 of 42 for 385 yards and four touchdowns, no picks. Travis Kelsey, his leading receiver, but Miko Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Anthony Sherman, and 2013 number one overall pick, yeah. Eric Fisher caught touchdown passes from Pat Mah- Patrick Mahomes, uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, the leading rusher, twenty carries, sixty-four yards. This was this was pure and simple an ass kicking by the Chiefs. Who uh, look credit where credit's due. Breach, you consistently throughout the week explain that if the Chiefs got a big lead on the Ravens, and this is their bugaboo, they mm-hmm. can't play from behind. They they just they cannot play from behind. I think now, when Lamar they Jackson. I was going to say Lamar Jackson has never come back from a 10-point deficit. Is that right, Breach? No, it's actually even worse. Lamar Jackson, since he became a starter, is 0-9 in his career when the Ravens trail at halftime. And then also on top of that, has never came back from a 10-point deficit. So it's basically you jump out to any sort of lead against this team, and they just get all out of sorts. The offensive play calling just – I don't know if Greg Roman just gets uncomfortable or – doesn't trust Lamar to throw. I like. I don't know what happens, but everybody just starts panicking and and they fall apart. So look, this is not all on Lamar. Mark Andrews was targeted eight times, finished with three catches and twenty two yards. He must have had five drops. Yeah, he was. Marquise he Brown had some bad drops early. Uh, it, now Lamar had a pass on. I think they were down. Were they down fourteen? And they're they're marching, and he had a pass down the sideline where if he puts any air on it whatsoever. Yeah. And it's a pretty basic throw. Like Hollywood smokes the defender, gets past him, and if Lamar puts air on it, it's a touchdown pass, and they're and they're kicking the extra point with like seven minutes left, and they're down seven, and maybe it's a game. But that was as sloppy as I've seen the Ravens in a long time. And I mean, maybe I mean I feel like it was a lot sloppier than the Titans playoff game too. Yeah, in fact, it, it left me questioning myself because all yeah. week. I was yelling at a breach about how this team has as many, maybe more offensive weapons than the Chiefs. They have a better defense. Chiefs defense was slapping them around. And Lamar Jackson, which he rarely does, was running for his life and not in a good way. Usually he runs for his life and then he, you know, has 200 rushing yards. That wasn't the case. He was uncomfortable. He was frustrated. You know, it's bad when at the end of the game, you're sitting on the bench and RG3 is telling you what you did wrong. I mean, that's a bad day in the office. Uh, it reminds me the last time they were this flustered, quote unquote. I feel like wasn't that playoff game you're talking about, Princeton? I think it was the Steelers game where they almost lost to Mason Rudolph. They'd go to overtime. Uh, Lamar threw three picks in that game. And my fear as a Steelers fan was after three games, Lamar Jackson looked so much better than he did last year. And now I don't know if there's any blueprint. After two games and then. Right. Sorry. After two games, he looks much better than last year. There's no blueprint 
necessarily. I think the blueprint, as Breach pointed out, is to get up early on the Ravens. <laughs> the blueprint is like have Patrick Mahomes. I mean, or, or get up early and see what happens. But I, I think the lesson is that you, we deserve what we get for doubting the Chiefs and Andy Reid. Number one and number two, the, the the Ravens aren't infallible. Like they are. There's now some real question about who the number two team is in the AFC. Well, and I'll say real quick, the the Ravens' weakness, obviously, you have to get ahead of them, but there's only two or three teams in the NFL who are capable of that because there's only two or three teams that have as much talent uh, and equally good coaching. So it's obviously easier said than done. You can count on one hand the number of teams that can do this to the Ravens, the Chiefs obviously being one of them, since they are now 3-0 and uh, against Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. And the other thing I'll say real quick is that Wink Martindale, the Ravens defense coordinator, he has no idea how to stop Patrick Mahomes. He has no idea how to stop Andy Reid. He has no idea how to stop Eric Bieniemy's play calling. Uh, Mahomes went into this game averaging 375 pass yards in two games against Baltimore and Martindale. He threw for 385 and four touchdowns. Like, do you learn anything? And, and, you know, it's not like Patrick Mahomes is out here throwing 385 yards against everyone. You can slow him down a little bit. We saw the Chargers do it last week. What you don't do is blitz on every play because – Patrick Mahomes eats that up. It's like uh, you know what, never you watched know what a Patrick single... Mahomes' numbers against the Blitz were on Monday it, night. It's something insanely awesome. It is. Now. 15 of 19 for 191 yards and three touchdowns. Maybe stop blitzing him, Don. Maybe quit blitzing him. Like, how many times do you have to send extra pressure on Patrick Mahomes and watch him find Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill or Miko Hardman or anybody or else? Or Anthony Sherman. Or Anthony Sherman, like... <laughs> It was, and, and I'm mad at myself. This is a good spot for if the Chiefs got up early, just hammer the Chiefs on the live, the live line. Cause what you, was the it, second half line? The, that's a good question. Okay. I thought you were looking at it when you were doing it. I don't, I don't know, but I, By the actually, way, think, I actually think if, the Ravens covered in the second half. If you got the over under when it came out 52 and a half, you won. If you didn't, you lost. If you if you bought if you if you bought it right before kickoff, it was fifty four. Vegas is very good at what they do. Yeah, like the over under closed at fifty four and a half, and it finished with fifty four points. Now I do think that there is a like there's a game script here, right? And this is and this goes back to when we talk about DFS and we talk about live betting and all that. And if the Ravens were leading, I think this game goes way over. Because, yeah, because the Chiefs can score points. Exactly. But if, if you get a game with the, and we need to, I, I, people listening and myself, I'm telling myself this more than anything, need to look out for this moving forward. If we get in a situation where the, the Ravens are playing, let's say the Ravens are playing the Titans again, or a team like that, and the Titans defense isn't very good, but like a team that can impose their will on the Ravens a little bit, like you want to hammer the live under or hammer the, you know, cause the, the Chiefs were dogs. Up until I think when they they needed to go up thirteen to three when they were really favored, and at that point you should have you know been peppering the Chiefs, not the Ravens. By the way, Breach mentioned you can. He said offhandedly you can count on one hand the number of teams that can get up on the Ravens. Uh, I think that's right. My, my one-handed count in the AFC anyway. I'm counting the Bills, the Patriots, the Steelers. The Titans and of course the Chiefs. That's five. I don't know if there's any other ones you feel like. And of course the Jets. That goes without saying. But, uh, <laughs> that's, that's five. And, and I think those teams 
are now legitimately in the conversation of being competitive with the Ravens. Should they meet in their schedule, which the Steelers will do twice, or should they meet in the playoffs at some point? Well, and one thing about playing with the Ravens or getting ahead of them is you have to be a well-coached team because it's all about defensive guys maintaining the responsibilities. Like if you've got a lane, that's if Lamar Jackson come near, if he's near you, you tackle him. If he's not, that's someone else's responsibility. You just have to stick to what you're doing or Lamar's going to weave his way out of trouble and uh, get a 30 yard gain. Like he did in the opening possession here. And the thing is you mentioned probably the best five well-coached teams in the AFC with Bell Belichick uh, <laughs> with Mike Vrabel. You know, he's a great defensive coach. Sean McDermott is a very good defensive coach and Andy Reeve, the chiefs, it doesn't even matter because they'll outscore you. Um, but obviously they had a very good defensive game plan tonight. Although I did think the, the Ravens just after that opening drive, I don't, you know, Lamar ran for their opening drive was 11 plays, 67 yards, five minutes and 40 seconds. They were absolutely gashing the chiefs on the run on the ground. They get to a fourth and three in the red zone. They decided to pass, I think, on second and third. They get to fourth and three, and Harbaugh kicks, which is like the polar opposite of everything he'd done last year. They get a field goal. The Chiefs respond with two touchdowns, one including a missed extra point. That's how you get to 13-3. The Ravens then got a, a, a kickoff return from Devin DeVarney, the rookie, and their next their next score was in the third quarter. They went touchdown on kickoff return, punt, punt, fumble, end of half. Oh, yeah. And, and you take that kickoff return for a touchdown away. This game's a total blowout instead of just like a mostly blowout. So it was kind of crazy. And you know, I think a lot of people did question John Harbaugh was like Mr. Analytics last year. He was going for it on fourth and down, left and right, telling the story about, Hey, Lamar Jackson came to the sideline and said, I want to go for it, coach. So we changed our minds and, and we went for it and we got it. And I really feel like he got a little burnt in that Titans game because they went for it so often early. And if they would have taken the points there, you, you take a couple field goals against Tennessee, that game's a lot closer and you know, you stay with what you're comfortable with. And I feel like because of that, he, he, he said, Hey, if we're playing a good team, I'm going to take the points. If we're playing the Browns uh, or the Bengals, I'm going to go for it. Uh, but if we're playing the Chiefs, I'm going to take the points because I did think it was weird that on fourth and goal from the five yard line, he absolutely could have gone touchdown, but he decided to kick the field goal. Was it, here's the was thing. It fourth and goal or is it fourth and, I thought it was fourth, it was fourth, it was fourth and three. Um, You're on the yeah. first down. Fourth and three, even worse. Even worse, yeah. But here's the thing. The Chiefs defense isn't setting the world on fire, number one. Number two, your quarterback isn't Joe Flacco. It's Lamar Jackson. Right. So you, you can't have this dichotomy of I'll, uh, you know, in Breach's theory, I'll, I'll be conservative against good teams and, and go analytics crazy against crap teams. I mean, that's not going to work, and it, it clearly didn't work here. And also, I'll go back to my old uh, crutch here. What would – I won't use Bill Belichick this time. What would Andy Reid do in that situation? He ain't kicking a field goal. Mm, probably not. No. So here, here's the Ravens' first drive. Mark Ingram, five-yard run. Mark Ingram, three-yard run. Lamar Jackson, 30-yard run. Lamar Jackson, passing complete. Lamar Jackson, five-yard run. J.K. Dobbins, six-yard run. Mark Ingram, 11-yard run. Lamar Jackson, uh, pass to Devin Duvernay, seven yards. Lamar Duvernay, Jackson, Duvernay, complete. Duvernay. Duvernay? Oh, yes. Yeah. Why did I say Duvernay? Matter, just so can we get a recording of that? That I can have a button to impress every time the Ravens play, please. Devarney. That would potentially be embarrassing for me. Um, Lamar Jackson passing complete on second. Lamar Jackson pass for no gain on third, and then the field goal. And it really felt like they came out with because we've seen them do this. We saw them do it to the Patriots last year. 
where the Patriots came into came into Baltimore and the, the Ravens were small favorites and they imposed their will on New England early on. And it felt like go passing twice and then kicking there, it gave all the energy back to the Chiefs. And there's no fans there. That makes a big difference, of course. Um, but you know, Mahomes goes down and runs in for a touchdown and well, and Brinson, to your point, so that the drive, they got down to Kansas City's 15-yard line. And to get there, they averaged 10 yards per carry on six carries. And then stopped so running you, it. So you think, hey, you know what, maybe we'll run the ball once or t- once, twice, maybe three times down here uh, to try and get it in the end zone. And they call three straight passes. Like, I, that's so un-Baltimore-like uh, that it blows my mind that there wasn't a single run in there. And, and then obviously we mentioned the field goal on third down. And then the Ravens just look out of sync after that. I don't know if the offense just lost all eighth in themselves because they got shut down inside the 15. They went three and out and lost 14 yards on their next drive. Negative 14 yards on their next drive going three and out. And it was just, it just never felt like Baltimore offensively recovered after that. Reach, you mentioned the, the stat that the Lamar Jackson um, and the Ravens are 0 9 after trailing at halftime. NFL research goes on to point out they are the only team in the NFL without a single win after trailing at halftime in that span. And again, that's 2018 to present. So that's Adam Gase. That's the Giants. The Bengals. The Bengals. I mean, that, that's an issue. And that's I a telling stat. I don't know what the problem is and how you get to that point and how you fix it. It's not Lamar Jackson, I don't feel like, but maybe we need to go back and, and double check. Patrick Mahomes on 10-plus air yards in this game. 7 seven of 11, 186 yards and two touchdowns, 17.5% above his expected completion percentage. That's how good he was. Lamar Jackson, 3 of 11, 37 yards, or the same throws, 3 of 11, 37 yards, one touchdown, negative 18.8 completion percentage over, expect, uh, over expectations. In other words, that's how bad he was. He was wildly inaccurate. He didn't look like a guy who'd progress as a passer. He wasn't making his reads. They, Greg Roman called a terrible game. I felt like, uh, you know, he took two horrible sacks in the red zone as they're to put him in like fourth and 15 in a spot where you know you're not going to be able to pull it out. Just a unbelievably bad game from Lamar Jackson. Uh, Yeah. No, I'm not willing to. He's not why they lost. I don't feel like. I think it was a well, they lost because their defense gave up 517 yards and five touchdowns to Patrick Mahomes. But right. you know, if you well, know, if it's Chiefs Ravens, it's got it's going to be a shootout, and so Lamar Jackson has to know that's on his shoulders, and he didn't come prepared for a shootout. This is like Patrick Mahomes brought a bazooka, and uh, Lamar Jackson had a butter knife. Yeah, Ooh. a stick. I was going to say a slingshot. It it was an ass kicking yeah. across the board at yeah. every position. Except Justin Tucker outdid Harrison Bucker. <laughs> that is true. Harrison Bucker had the, uh, the, the cost never, a lot of people money on the first quarter over, by the way. I can never remember how he spells his last name, so I just go Bucker. Bucker. Butt kicker. Butt Let's take a quick break. You know, when we it, come back, we will talk about what the future holds for these two teams. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, The designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. 
Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okie doke. So, again, the Ravens got pounded. (laughs) They got pounded. I know, I know. On a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you for the Ravens? You're, You're a Steelers fan, Ryan. What what are your what are the emotions running through your head after that game? Like oh, because I know where Pete Prisco's at. Pete Prisco, who has a bet with me about Ravens versus Steelers for the division, is thinking is licking his chops. Oh, who you, you pick the Ravens? He picked the Steelers. That's why. Yeah, so we have two bets going. Yeah, uh, I think it's either fifty or hundred on each. Mm. I got the Lions. He got the Packers. Oh boy. I well, but I got the Ravens. He got the Steelers. Who would it be, Pete? Well, right now, yes, that is correct. That is. I was never on the Lions bandwagon. I was not. But, but, but he he took the Ravens. I originally I took the Ravens. Um, Breach, why do you ask us what time we're starting? What is wrong with Breach? Originally, I took the Ravens, and he took the Steelers straight up. And then he was like, "You got to give me the Packers versus the Lions." To be fair, I was like, "All right, whatever." All right. Well, you asked me on a scale of one to ten how, how I feel about the Ravens being a concern. I'm at a two. The Ravens are going to be fine. And I bring it up. I brought it up last time we talked last week. Remember when the Packers went to the Los Angeles, played the Chargers, and, and didn't show up? It ain't a big deal. And who are we talking about last week that got smoked by the Saints? Who got who lost to the Saints? So it was like two years ago. And we said they were – Buccaneers? No. Who was, so they, were, they got caught up in the New Orleans. Well, New Orleans is one and two. It's, it's, I don't even remember what the – maybe it was the Buccaneers. I don't remember. Well, here's, here's a better example. How about this? In week four of last year, the Cleveland Browns came to Baltimore and beat the living snot out of the, the, yeah. out of the Ravens. And then the Ravens didn't lose again for the rest of the year. Right. Here's the Ravens, here's the Ravens schedule. Ravens at Washington football team next week. Bengals at Ravens the week after that. Loss. Raven, Ravens at Eagles the week after that. Tied. Steelers Ravens on 1025. Where's that game? That is in Baltimore. Oh, sorry. Here's what I meant. I meant, remember we said the Saints, um, we were like, oh, they went out in Las Vegas and went crazy. That's what I was trying to say. That That's the game. So the the, the point is that... Well, the Saints, we'll see. Okay. But they were in Las Vegas and New Orleans, and, Las Vegas, I think. Real quick, I was trying to add, this might change Ryan's answer about his concern level. Uh, I shared a tweet from Sarah Ellison who said, in the post-game interview, Lamar Jackson basically said, hey, look, the Chiefs' defensive game plan looked a lot like the one the Titans used in the playoffs, which is an issue for me because you should be expecting that. Like, if a team literally yeah. used that to crush you, that you should have your eye out for that and assume that a team might use that on you. Like, I'm assu- I'm thinking that after the Chargers used that, like, eight defensive back defense uh, in that playoffs two years ago, that the Ravens probably expected to see that all last year. They never saw it, but you need to be prepared for it. How right, are the Ravens? Right, right. Like, like conversely, Bill Belichick knew it was coming and destroyed it the following week. You know, he's like, oh, that, please, I'll, I'll death star that. And yeah, for the Ravens not to be ready for that at all is mind blowing. 
I mean, give the give the Chiefs credit for executing too. That's the thing. They're they're not the Titans' defense last year. They're they did something with players that are replacement level in terms of how the production. They have a lot of good players, obviously, but in terms of the production, they haven't been lights out. So that that's a that's a huge deal. Do we move? Do you want to run back real quick? Chiefs no. defense has given up 20 points in every single game they played this year. This is a fun fact. That's good too. In 2020, that's, that's real. Maybe the 2020. Chiefs, what if the Chiefs defense is just good again? Like it was good down the stretch last year. Maybe they're just good. By the way, if they give up 20 points in every single game, the the Chiefs are going 16 and 0. 20 and 0. 19 and 0. 19 and 0. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the Ravens have before their week eight by Washington. I mean, lay whatever the. Point spread is against Washington. It's 13 and a half, half right now. So, yeah. It, it, it should come down. Lay it. They get the Bengals in week five, Philly in week six, and the Steelers in week seven before they're by. Then they have the Colts, Pats, Titans, Steelers, Cowboys, Browns. Whew. That's a tough I mean, one. This I, reminds me of last year. They might just reel off a bunch of wins. Though. I don't think they're going to reel off of that. Coming out of the bye, you have, you have to play at Indianapolis, at New England. Remember the Colts manhandled the Chiefs last year. I think that was the only game the Chiefs lost where Patrick Mahomes was like 100% healthy or mostly healthy. And the Colts just ran the ball down their throats and they won 19 to 13. And so they're a team that has a disciplined defense. I could see them. He's the best defense in football. Yeah, I could see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Points, their fewest points per game. I could see them giving the Ravens fits. I don't know if they're going to win that game. The Patriots, that's always going to be a challenge. The Titans, obviously going to be a challenge. And then you have to play the Steelers on four days rest after you play the Titans. So, I mean, and then the following I'm not Thursday, saying they're definitely going to do it. I'm saying it reminds me of last year where they had like the Saints, Bills, and 49ers back-to-back-to-back and won all those games and then just sort of launched themselves into orbit. And just looking at their schedule, I would say right. I'm a four concern. I don't see a way for them to get the number one seed. I feel like they're going to go 12-4 and four at best with the schedule. Okay, so that wins the AFC North, and they're going to the playoffs. And and that's, that's at best, though. That's, well, that's, best. that's not an issue for the Ravens going to the playoffs. Like the, but here's the thing: they were the yeah, issue winning year. a playoff game for once. Ooh, that's pretty. See, I hate that argument. How do you, you use it every day on me with Andy Dalton? That was like 15 years Fire of death. It's the same thing. No, it's you, not. The you got to win playoff games. playoff games. You have to win a playoff game. Breach is uh. In 2020 NFL season, he's winning the dunks. All right, fine. I'll dunk on myself. <laughs> he is winning the dunks on the on the bench. He missed. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I do agree that two games is a small sample size, and maybe it's not fair to judge him yet. And, but and, if, one, if of game, in, and one of them he came in midseason as a starter, replacing Joe Flacco, and took over and lost to the Chargers in that eight. But here's the reality, and I, you're right, Brent. I, I just, it's, we did this with Aaron Rodgers. We did it with Matt Ryan. We do it with every quarterback. It's going to happen. the star who comes along. They were trying to do it with Patrick Mahomes. Can he win the AFC Championship game? Can he win the big one? Like, we don't have to do it every time. Like, eventually, Lamar Jackson will win a playoff game. There's a difference between winning the big one, which we did it with Peyton Manning, and just winning a single playoff game. That's but Lamar Jackson happen. is not Andy Dalton. I mean, no offense, but he's he's not, right? We agree with that. Well, well until he wins the playoff game, he has the same postseason wins amount as he's Andy an Dalton. MVP. Andy MVP. Dalton is a replacement-level quarterback who had, like, a hot streak for a couple minutes for the Bengals. It's, it's, it's a ridiculous as, comparison. As Breach noted, they both have yet to win a Brinson, how many NFL MVPs have never won a playoff game? I mean, the answer has to be zero or one. I guess we got Lamar. Thank you. <laughs> is, is that right? Do you know? 
Uh, no, I don't, I don't, it's just guessing. <laughs> Since 2000, I don't know about throughout history. He just, wanted, he just wanted you to dunk on yourself and you did it again. I mean, now you need to be looking up NFL MVP list. It's, he's fine. The Ravens are fine. It's ridiculous to, to complain. They were like, the number one seed. The, the reason seed they didn't year. win a playoff game last year is because they were the number one seed, so they got to buy. What does that mean? Well, they would have, they, they had one less chance to Well, play then play. they have nothing to worry about this year because they're not going to be the number one seed. I'm trying to find, let's see. Who could, Adrian Peterson's won a playoff game, right? Yep. They made it, to, Brett Favre team made it to the NFC title game. That's right. LT's won a playoff game. His Rivers won it. Sean Alexander ever won one? No. Yeah, they went to the Super yeah. Bowl. You know who I looked That's up true. immediately because I thought the answer was going to be was Barry Sanders and the Lions last playoff game came in 1991 and he was on the team. There you go. Thurman Thomas obviously won one. Did Boomer Esiason win one? Yeah, of course. Boomer Esiason went to the Super Bowl. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just running through the list and you're rubbing things in my face is what you're doing. I was desperately hoping it was him. (laughs) Uh, I'm assuming Marcus Allen won one. We know Marino. Yeah, he went to the Super Bowl. How about Mark Mosley? Did he win one? Yes, they went to the Super Bowl. Brian Sipe? He just wanted to name a kicker. Now Brian Sipe won one. Did the Browns go to the playoffs back then? They, I think they were okay back then, but I don't know if he went to the. Yeah, because remember they got their hearts ripped out by Elway. That was Sipe was. Oh, Sipe never won one. Yeah, Sipe was gone by then. He went zero and one in his career. So basically, you're saying Lamar Jackson is, is our modern day Brian Sipe. That's not exactly a, a slam dunk. <laughs> I mean, the last so it's Lamar Jackson and Brian Sipe. Your to, list. We did the research live on the podcast, and then you have to go. I mean. This is insane how far back you have to. By the way, Roman Gabriel? How about Roman Gabriel, NFL MVP? Former NC State quarterback. Yeah, they Oh, that, he never won a playoff game either. That team, those teams didn't win? I feel like they did. No? He, he is 0 2 in the playoffs as a starting in the, quarterback. In the 50s? Uh, 60s and 70s. Oh, he played in the 70s. Oh, so I was thinking about Graham. Sight, uh, Ryan, how would you feel about the Steelers against the Chiefs? Like, do you not, think they could slow down? No, not great. <laughs> that defense hasn't played well this year. No, no defense has played well this year except for the Chiefs on Monday night. So, well, that, that was going to be my next question is like, how does the, how would you tear out the AFC now? Like, the Chiefs are by themselves. And, and I said going to this game, like, we don't need to make grand proclamations about what happened. Let's just enjoy the game. But I mean, that was an ass kicking. But changed. let's make the grand proclamations right. anyway. That's what we do. Well, I just think, I think the Chiefs would, are clearly in a tier by themselves now. Yeah, I'll, I'll go um, number one, Chiefs, obviously. Number two, I, I'll go Bills, Titans. Uh, Bills, Ravens, Titans, Steelers. Did J.K. Dobbins at least? I'm going J.K. Dobbins had one rushing attempt in this game? God dang. It's on every problem. Go I ahead, think Rick. the Ravens are probably still the number two team. If you lose to the number one team, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be knocked down a perch. But now it does, like you said, Brenton, the tier changes because tier one is the Chiefs. Yes. And then you drop off a 40-foot cliff. Now you have tier two starting with probably the Ravens, the Titans, the Bills, the Steelers, and the Patriots. Right. And so I guess, I mean, like, would you, if it were Bills, Ravens, neutral field, that, no that, fans, who are you taking? Minus minus three and a half, the Ravens, I feel like. I mean, I would. Who would you take at minus three and a half? Ravens. Yeah, right. I feel like that because Josh Allen has to play a perfect game. And we talk about all this nonsense. We're talking about Lamar Jackson not winning playoff games. He wins big games in the regular season. We don't know if Josh Allen, yes, he got the call with the PI against the Rams. That's great. 
but I don't know bright lights how he's going to do against Lamar Jackson. Well, we did get a kind of look at maybe what the Bills, at what Sean McDermott would do against the Bills because they played last season. Um, I don't remember all the details of the game, but I do remember it was a one-score game. It was 24-17. The Ravens won. So it was a really good game. That's when the Ravens were hot. They were on, you know, as Brinson said, after they lose to the Chiefs and Browns at the beginning of the season, they were losing off win after win after win. So they had won like eight games in a row at this point. Um, and yeah, and Buffalo played them tough, but you know, obviously they didn't win. Mm. So, okay. Uh, any other thoughts from this game? By the way, chief schedule coming up Patriots at home next week. The line was seven on the look ahead. What do you think it is now? Eight and a half. Six. Do you think it went down? <laughs> yes. I think it just stays the same. I think it's just seven. I, I, well, I th- here's my logic behind that is that I think if the Chiefs lose this game, you have that. We're going home to play the Patriots. We're not, you know, like you can't lose two in a row to two of the top teams, the AFC. So now you have an edge. And now that they win, I think they're, you know, you're on a short week. You have to fly back to Kansas City. Uh, and you know, that's a terrible logic. <laughs> so the, the Chiefs have the Patriots, Raiders, Belichick Bills, last day. Broncos, Jets coming up with their next five games. They're giving the, up 20 points a game. They're going undefeated. We've decided that already. Do they do they beat both the Pats and the Bills? Yes. I think they go 14 and 2. Andy Reid's never won more than 12 games in Kansas City. That's gonna, He had never drafted a running back in the first round until April. Sure. So. And I think my my annual theory of a team resting all their starters in Week 17 is going to be the Chiefs because they're going to be 14 and one. They're going to have the number one seed clinched. They're going to bench everyone against the Chargers. It's not going to matter. And boom, they're going to lose. I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem is for the yeah. I mean, there's a very good chance the Chiefs rest their players in Week 17 because you have the Steelers and Ravens still have to play twice. The Patriots and Bills still have to play twice. And the Chiefs don't have to play. You know, they have to play the Pats and the Bills. If they beat them, it's over in terms of chasing, walking them down in the AFC. Oh, because you have the tiebreaker. Those teams have to finish a game ahead of you, so you essentially have a two-game lead. Like, exactly. That's almost clenching it. So the Steelers would then need to sweep the Ravens and finish at like 13 and have like 13 wins going into the final week for Andy Reid to actually play his starters. I don't want to start a whole new podcast with this question, so just give a quick answer. Who is the best 3-0 and team that's not the Chiefs? Packers. No, 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 sorry. Seahawks. Can't look at, not less, let Russ cook. What would the line be Seahawks-Chiefs Super Bowl? Oof. Chiefs four and a half? It's something, three? I don't know. I think we won three. No way. I think Over under three. would be like 62. Chiefs, Chiefs Seahawks would be awesome in Tampa. Yeah, I, I think I the like, CBS bosses would eat that up. But like we would it. also eat up Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers in the State Farm Bowl. Absolutely. I'd rather have Russ. Um, Whoa, gosh, I'll, Wilson. I hope Aaron Rodgers isn't listening. You literally on our 4 o'clock show earlier today said you would sell the Packers to the best team, best team in the NFC. Me? Yes. Yeah, I absolutely did. I'm saying you're talking about our CBS bosses loving a game. I'm saying our CBS bosses would love Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. And Patrick I, I think if they get Chiefs versus Seahawks or Packers, either one is fine. The nightmare fuel is Chiefs versus Bengals. Bills versus Cardinals. By the way, Chiefs versus Bengals Super Bowl, the over-under is 4,000 points. 
Bills ran. Why? Because yeah. it can't happen. They can't play in the Super Bowl. Ryan, have you ever covered the NFL before? <laughs> Chiefs, Bengals. Come on now. Bills Rams is the hellscape for CBS losses, right? It's a good game, but it's still be yeah. I think Chiefs versus Seahawks, Bucks, Saints, or Packers or Cowboys. What about just- Col- Colts Rams? <laughs> uh, Brinson will be quite happy with that, but no one else will. Be. <laughs> I want Colts Seahawks. Prince will be the only CBS employee because of all the COVID restrictions down there. He'll be reporting every day from like, Philip Rivers. Travel is not allowed. I'm like, I am going. I am going to Tampa Bay to see Philip Rivers play in the Super Bowl. You cannot stop me. I am standing it. outside Philip Rivers' hotel room reporting yeah. live. He has his Hi, nine Phil. children here. Hey, Phil. He's like, what are you doing? He rented Phil. out the Here's whole entire one. floor so that he could fit his entire family in this hotel. Titans, uh, Titans Eagles would be bad. Titans Eagles. <laughs> How do the Eagles get to the Super Bowl? Are they driving with you down there to see Phillip Rivers? I mean, they're a half game out of first place, buddy. Good Lord. <laughs> Did Debo pay you to say that because he's not here? He's like, say something nice about the Eagles. I was versus. just looking at all the divisions. I mean, Washington and Dallas, one and two, and then Philly, oh, two and one. Well, if you go on that route, what about the Jets, Giants? That would be a great Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, the Giants are already, Giants are not out of it, but the Jets are already three games back. Oh, wait, wait. Just, Let's just, not get crazy, Ryan. This just said both the Giants and the Jets have been eliminated from the playoffs. Um, so, but to answer your question, I think the Seahawks right now are the best yeah. 3 0 team that are not the Chiefs. And I think a close second is Green Bay. Very close. I feel like the Chiefs would route Green Bay and yeah. the Seahawks would give them a very close game. Uh, yeah, that's probably right. That'll give Aaron and Rodgers some motivation to. to I just think they would try to do their play their Green Bay game, and like Russ would just Russ would if if the Chiefs played the way they did against Lamar today, Russ is lighting them up on the outside. That's right. He's like not he's, missing he's, the deep throws. He's, yeah, because you cannot. We're at the point in Russ's career where he cannot be confused. Right. Lamar clearly was perplexed by some defense, and that may. And he, some of his throws are off. I would imagine as a result. I don't know to ask him, but we have yet to see Russ Wilson struggle with accuracy this season. So yeah. that that's typically a pretty good sign if you're quarterback. I'd if you have one game to win next week, are you Russell, taking Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes? Russell Wilson. That's perfectly fair to answer that. I will not. Do I get Andy Reid and Brian Schottenheimer? Or like, what's the deal here? No, no. you do not get their coaches. You get. John uh, Adam Gase. Adam Gase. I, was, I, I would just – I don't want – I'll just take Sam Darnold because I don't want to harm <laughs> well, any Russ, of the I'll take Russ because Russ overcame the Seahawks offense. And Patrick Mahomes is a byproduct. You get Adam Gase. What, what are you doing? <laughs> you have one game to win or else you die. You get Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Adam, Adam Gase. Gase. What do you do? You jump Pop off quiz, the hot shot. <laughs> um, all right. Any other uh, – what would you make the line in for the AFC North? Who's the favorite? Well, what the Ravens clearly two to one back. I would say the Ravens, but you're getting close to even money with the Steelers. Like the Steelers are probably like plus one ten. Yeah, I was gonna say one ten, and we'll see. Look, the, the Ravens beach, are like minus one fifty. Yeah, maybe even like minus one twenty. One twenty. And it's, plus as Breach has pointed out. Uh, on the podcast yesterday, the Steelers have to go to Tennessee this week too, so that will tell us something. Oh, I love the Steelers in that spot. Steelers, are, by the way, that's a. Did we talk about that line? We did talk about that line. It what actually is, moved since we talked about it. Dude. What is it? Favored. Steelers are favored. Smash spot in that game. 
Steelers what's, team total, 23 and a half. That wait, what's that? Is, they will score more than 24 points against the Titans. Oh, team total. And what, what's the over-under? I mean, I'm sorry, what's the line at now, Joe? Steelers minus one. Okay. Hmm. What, and you think the Steelers, you're going to smash the Steelers in that spot? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I think the Titans are fraudulent. I, I, the Titans are not fraudulent. They went to the AFC title game last year. It was a 3-0, Brenton. What do you want from the Titans? What do you need to see from them this week to say they're not fraudulent? And here's a quick stat for you. Since 1990, home teams, when two 3-0 teams meet, the home team is 9-2 and against the spread. That's a free, fun fact for you to bet with, Brenton. Steelers are 3-0. and I mean, the, the Titans are 3-0, and and their point differential is plus 6. That is absurd. <laughs> I cannot wait till Breach moves to Pittsburgh and has to defend the Steelers like he defends the Titans <laughs> for some random reason. Three and zero with a plus six point differential. You're winning games on an average by two points. I mean, it's that not is a ideal. house of cards, Breach. <laughs> they barely have a better point differential than the Dolphins. <laughs> have a, <laughs> yes, exactly. But, they, but they, have a, they have a much better record. That is very, very. Hey, you know what? The Saints have a negative point differential. And they are they're one and two. That that makes sense. Not good. If you're if you have less than if you if you are three and zero oh and have a point difference of less than ten, it means you are winning a lot of games by one score and you are flirting with disaster. Or you're you know, really good at winning close games. The Raiders have a negative point difference, so they're two and one. That's that's a Raiders thing. I. <laughs> the Bills secretly have they're three and zero. Oh, they have a sixteen point differential. Anyway, what are, we, what are we doing here? All right. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. Brady Quinn football show. Pow, 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 pow. See you guys. Real quick. <laughs> Did you end? Are we done? No, I have not. What, what are you the, the, last, the last team to start 3-0 with a point differential of six or less was Washington in 2005. How'd they finish? <laughs> Well, I can't, I'm, I'm can't. laughing too hard at everything that I, I cannot, uh, I can't function right now. They finished 10 and 6, Will, and they made it to the divisional round of the playoffs. Right. I think the Titans will probably finish with a decent record. The 2005 Washington football team. Who was on that squad? Was that Joe like Gibbs was the coach, I believe. Uh, they won their, Dunnell, they won their Ramsey, Portis. Patrick Ramsey. He was trapped in no two. Yeah, Gibbs. Jason Campbell was a rookie that season. Liddell Betts and Clinton Clinton Portis was running. Wild. Chris Cooley was on that team because he was trapped in a four. Yeah, you're right. Um, they had somebody named Antonio Brown, but it's not the same one. Ma, uh, <laughs> Santana Moss, I believe, was on that team. Um, Clinton Portis. Moss had f- almost fifteen hundred receiving yards that year. Wow. Wait, was Brunel on that team? Yeah, Brunel for uh, 3,000 yards, 23 touchdowns, 10 picks. That was, uh, I lived in D.C. at the time, and uh, that's when they brought Joe Gibbs back to coach, obviously, and he did not like being in the shotgun because he thought there was too much of an opportunity to fumble the ball out of the snap. <laughs> that's how much things have changed. In that was years. So Spurrier had been fired two years before. And they brought Gibbs back. That was the right, gambit. Right. Let's bring Gibbs back to replace Spurrier. They went to the playoffs. Yeah, 10-6. and six. They won their games nine nine to seven, fourteen to thirteen, twenty to seventeen. Then lost. Oh my god! Every game is a one score game. Five of their six losses were by one score. Incredible. And you know what? The Titans will happily take ten and six because that would end this nine and seven nonsense that they've dealt with for the past four years. All right, what are we talking about here? Let's get. I know. Now we can. I promise not to bring up anything else up. 
One more thing. <laughs> uh, subscribe, rate, review. Talk to you guys later.